Welcome to a special edition of the State of the Fleet Industry video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. And this video series is designed to put a spotlight on key leaders in the fleet management industry. And today I have the honor to interview Jonathan Schott, Vehicle Acquisition Manager for Enterprise Fleet Management. And we're going to talk today about the importance of fleet industry relationships and leveraging vehicle procurement and using that to your maximum benefit. So I'd like to thank you, Jonathan, for joining us. Excited to be here today, Mike. Terrific. So uh, let's get into it. Um, you know, as long as I've been in this industry, and, and I'm sure you'll testify in, in your case also, you know, the fleet industry has always been regarded as a relationship business. Um, and I'm wondering from your perspective, from a procurement perspective, uh, can you explain in, um, the importance of these relationships? Relationships have always been important in the acquisitions and uh, the fleet management industry. And we've worked really closely to develop long-term partnerships with many of the, in the OEMs. But over the last 16 months, we've really basically seen just how important those relationships are. You think back kind of what's happened over the last year uh, with production shutdowns, longer than normal order delivery timeframes, uh, cancellation, build shy, um, manufacturers building vehicles without all the parts and holding them. Uh, it's been a really challenging year. Uh, so in the last 16 months, Enterprise has really had to use our relationships with the manufacturers to basically make sure that we have the most current information. In previous years, we might have a, a monthly or quarterly uh, meeting with the manufacturers, uh, but there's been so many changes in our industry. Uh, we've basically had to basically, I mean, almost been in constant contact with many of the manufacturers to make sure that we have the most um, up-to-date information to really help our clients and making sure that we have the information to make sure that we can have an actionable plan and provide solutions for any of those roadblocks that popped up. There's three really good examples I really want to go into that highlight how those relationships have kind of paid off in the last few months. Uh, the first is the unexpected cutoffs. Um, the model year uh, for many models were sh shorter than ever before. Uh, clients maybe went into a month thinking, hey, I have another month or two to still be able to place orders for a certain model and to find out a few days later that all the orders had to be in in the next day or two. So having uh, great relationships with the manufacturers and having information as their allocation gets filled up and giving that information to our sales staff and, and they're able to work with our clients to get those orders in before the manufacturers start, uh, stop taking orders have really helped our clients. The second big um, thing that we've seen uh, benefits from our relationships with manufacturers and proactive communication is the number of constraints. It's just not microchips right now, Mike. I mean, the manufacturers are having uh, multiple supplier issues. And as you get closer to the end of the model year, there's only so many days the manufacturers have left to produce vehicles. And vehicles that are on constraint uh, reports from the manufacturers that gives us an opportunity, that communication to us gives us an opportunity to work with our clients to maybe remove options to allow a vehicle to schedule and actually get built and not be canceled. So that's the second uh, big thing that we've seen from communication and relationships. And the third is with the plant shutdowns and the longer um, order delivery times that we're seeing uh, currently, having that information as practically and early as possible gives us the opportunity to work with our clients to maybe find a stock alternative. I mean, our clients, they need their vehicles on the road. Not only can we uh, use our relationships uh, that basically help them find stocks, uh, maybe a solution is we can partner with our sister company 
enterprise holdings to find that client a rental or a rental truck to meet their needs uh, till their vehicle comes in so they can really uh, keep their fleet ro uh, rolling. So, I mean, I want to just give a big thank out for our day-to-day -day contacts at, out of all the manufacturers and their logistics teams that we work in without the information that we have been getting from them, the proactive information, the challenges that we saw this year would have been much worse. So big mm -hmm. thanks to our OEM partners. Yeah, that's an excellent summary on the real value of relationships. And, and, and through those relationships, you get that information. You can stay on top of the market as it moves rather than reacting to the marketplace. So, you know, you spent a lot of time talking about relationships that would be involved in, in managing a nationally dispersed fleet, acquiring vehicles for drivers around the country. Uh, let's talk a little about the relationships at the dealer level, that local level, which is really critical, especially when you need to buy a car out of stock. It's not like you can wait a week, you know, you need it now. And um, explain how those relationships can benefit you. Mike, we've seen the importance of our local relationships with dealers across the country. I mean, that's also uh, really highlighted in the last few months. If you just turn on the news right now, you see uh, articles about how hard uh, it is to find a vehicle, how low dealer inventories are. So I'm hearing from our teams, it's more challenging now than ever before to be able to find um, certain vehicles out there at dealer stops. And then when you basically do find that needle in the haystack, you do find that a white work truck or white work van, uh, having a dealer be willing to sell it to you is also challenging. And that's where our long-term relationships with over 50 offices across the US, I mean, we're working with these dealers daily, not only doing courtesy deliveries and buying stocks from them, but also our relationships uh, through enterprise holdings. We're selling vehicles to these dealers and helping them out with their fleet needs when clients need rentals. So those long-term relationships that we've developed with dealers across the country really come in handy. It's much easier to basically acquire a vehicle from a dealer that you've dealt with uh, mm -hmm. for years and years, than basically a, a deal that you've basically called for the first time. Very true. That is very true there. So we've covered uh, acquiring vehicles on a nationally dispersed basis, uh, local basis with your dealerships. You know, another huge uh, area is on the upfit side, you know, acquiring aftermarket equipment. Explain uh, the value of relationships there and how you can leverage those. Yeah, the relationships that we also have with the aftermarket companies are, uh, we're, we're seeing um, the importance of those too recently. A um, couple of things I want to touch on with that question is first, it's the number of new vehicles and new models and changes the manufacturers are making. Um, it, it, it's great. Aftermarket can be kind of very complex and having a trusted partner and an expert to help you through uh, picking out the right vehicle and looking at your equipment, because with all the changes, the the, um, the body that you put on last year might not fit on this new truck um, mm -hmm. or van. So having a team of experts really help you through uh, that knowledge is, is, is definitely a big help. The other big thing that we've seen with the aftermarket vendors and where our relationships have paid off is with the timing. We've just talked about how the manufacturers have had a lot of challenges producing vehicles. Uh, the aftermarket companies like to take their orders early in the year and schedule out their changes. Well, as the manufacturers have had to delay and cancel vehicles, a lot of our clients couldn't wait. And as we just said, is they maybe have to look for stock. So we'd be able to use those relationships to basically, hey, have a vehicle that was going ship through, to basically, hey, be able to move that order later and then help that client with an out of stock. And so the ship through aftermarket option is be able to help them with a local uh, aftermarket option to get that vehicle on the road faster. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, when you make mistakes on the F fitting site, those are costly mistakes. And, uh, and it's good to be able to avoid those before those issues actually happen. And, you know, another area that I like to touch on, and, and we're getting close to the end of our time, so it'll be our last question here. But uh, you, you touched upon the shorter ordering window in the 2021 model year. And, and the anticipation is we might be encountering that again in 2022. And uh, what advice would you give the fleet professionals on uh, best practices to incorporate uh, in their 2022 model year acquisition strategy? Mike, our advice is uh, simple. It's work with your fleet management companies and your fleet managers to develop a proactive and develop plan, right? To make sure that you're looking at your complete 2022 fleet needs. And then once you have that plan, make sure you can execute that plan. As soon as the manufacturer order banks open, be ready to place those early, um, those orders as early as possible in the model year, and then work with your fleet managers and your fleet management companies throughout the year to see how the plan is going. Uh, any roadblocks or challenges that pop up, uh, work with your fleet manager and uh, the fleet management company to come up with alternatives and solutions uh, for any of those challenges. Yeah, and you know, I, 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 I'll second what you're saying um, and a message to all the viewers, order early you know, get your order in there early. So um, with that, I'd like to thank you for participating, Jonathan. It's been a great interview and uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mike.